0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible.
1: ticket. <laughs> All
2: right, and we're live. Yeah. Welcome that. everybody. Yeah. Click click it or ticket. <laughs> to explain that for some people yeah, who don't I know. know what click it or ticket is.
1: The old saying
0: when you had to put your
2: seatbelt yeah, on where you your got
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, guys it's good good to have everybody joining us today. We've got uh, Jeff sitting in uh, uh, the David's just ahead of the table I think the, the, the kind of <laughs> probably uh, uh, that doesn't mean I have to lead though is it? No. Uh, I got <laughs> it. Pastor David is uh, actually Suffering at the coast, they mm-hmm. have a recertification for the chimney business. That's how they call it. That they have to do every year, and his kids have to do it. But I don't, I don't think he has to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But but he he's, he's there. there to help manage. So you know, the kids he's the paid for <laughs> LA, so he's got to be there to make sure everything's going well. Yeah, he's Maybe. the face of the company. So. Sure, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So Don, so Don he's, David. he's over there. Hopefully things are going well, and they're all getting certificated. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, good to have you with us again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You. Had a great uh, joint service recently with the two churches, yeah. and it went it went well with one exception. We got I forgot to tell you that uh, I had somebody confront me after communion because when we do communion at the door, uh, we don't wait to take it all together, uh. and we didn't tell anybody that. So I had somebody who was like. I did like we do at the door. I got back to my mm-hmm. seat and I prayed and I took Dude, it and, yeah. and then I felt like a fool, you know. It's like, huh? I wanted to know if they'd like committed a crime in the Corinthians. We'll make they, those you know, notes for next year. Yeah, you're next not time. supposed to eat and drink before everybody right. else
1: does, yeah. you know. Or judgment. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna yeah. basically. Oh, wow. they were worried that they might have. You know. have to go listen to Lyman's sermon last week because he <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. So. We, we might owe
2: that person something. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> that's what happen, but
0: yeah, next time we'll know. I just figured all I was worried about was that the bread and the cup were on top of each we're other, so they hide it. It's one cup, but they're both in there. Which confuses me. Yes. Oh, well, I've never okay. seen that before. Tell it's well, yeah. fancy. It's two cups. <laughs> we started yeah, doing it with COVID
1: ones. first. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's better, better than the pack, pre-packaged stuff. Yeah. Better than so. the lunchroom. Anyway, can we're we get- getting
2: <laughs> we're,
0: every year. We're getting like we're getting closer to
1: figuring yeah, it out. Yeah, we are.
0: Back. But it was fun. It was it was great to do that. And, and yep. uh, what a blessing for both churches, and for anybody that you know just sees two churches coming together nowadays yeah, to do right. something. It's pretty special.
1: So. Yep. Going to do more of that.
0: Yeah. Well, our topics today are going to be. Uh, yoga Cussing and does God give us more than we can handle? So that's all. What, all is it like all
1: at the same time? Like, you no, know, we then we'll break them up into different <laughs> ones. I'm
2: there? pretty sure if I had to do yoga, there would be cussing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just say that right <laughs> out of the gate. So,
1: so that's what we're going to get into here in a minute. Hot, <laughs> hot goat yoga? Is that a thing too? Yeah. It probably is. It is. There's a lot of different things. So. I think goat
2: yoga originated in Oregon.
0: I'm, sure it did. I'm pretty sure so. I don't think that's correct. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get <laughs> into, we'll get into that more. But, uh, how are you guys doing? Anything uh, you want to. Bring up or any announcements we need to make before we jump in?
2: Uh, I'm not aware of any
0: announcements.
1: All right, we have EBS coming up in June, a couple months away, but yeah, we're going to do quick. it this year and earlier in the summer and then at night so we can get more people, hopefully more people helping. So if you guys cool. have anybody that wants to help or yeah, love to have you. So very yep, cool. planning all that. So. You guys
0: still do a good news club too.
1: They used to until okay. COVID, you know, and then that's kind of killed a lot of things in the schools because they're, I think they're just now starting to let volunteers come back in. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, they used to do one over here at Three Rivers, but... Somebody asked me the other gotcha. day and I thought so, but I
0: couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah,
1: so. no, they haven't reinstated that yet, so I don't know if they will or not. Hopefully they will, but... Yeah, time will tell, I guess. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to pray then and uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll
0: dig in. All right. Uh, Father, thank you for this time that I can... Uh, Hang out with my brothers and and talk about some fun things. And uh, and we just pray that this will be a blessing to the people that listen and to your church. And um, Lord, we're grateful for who you are, for what you do for us. Um, uh, We're grateful for both of these churches that can come together as well. And we pray that there would just be more opportunities for us to join forces to uh, just direct this community with the gospel. We we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wreck in a good way, not (laughs) with the gospel. Qualifier. So, uh, so the topics today um, partly come from just things that, that we hear people in the church mm-hmm. ask questions about. The first one we're going to talk about is yoga, and the question really is: Is yoga sinful for the Christian? Uh, as, as I don't know what's gone on, you know, in recent years, but it seems like there's kind of an uptick. It's probably been the last couple decades where a lot of people have gotten involved in, in this more and more. Um, and we had a request, uh, you know, recently about somebody mm-hmm. using the building for something like this, and it was one of those like that's kind of a weird. Mm-hmm. You know, because in some yeah. ways it seems like an oxymoron, you know. Um, I sent them to, to you guys to ask, so. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know it's Thanks, come Jeff. up before, and, and I know there's a lot of Christians that actually do probably take part in it. So, so um, is yoga sinful for the Christian is the question. The pants certainly are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I was in, that's guess. where I was going to go. no, no extra modesty <laughs> <Not that>. question? <laughs> yeah, that was last yeah. week. There was yeah. Especially a, when the guys the, are wearing them, that's the, even more. Right. Yeah.
2: There's the meme that's on, on Facebook that says the three things that don't lie are drug people, children, and yoga pants. <laughs> that, that
0: says it all. Yeah. yeah, Right there. So that answers that yeah. one. Yeah, so, but that's not
1: really the discussion. That's it's a good it's question. It's more to do with the... Uh, <laughs> I think, do you think some of the question originates from, you know, when you think about sort of the history of yoga, you know, with... Um, sort of Middle East, um, more kind of Eastern mysticism, and um, you know, kind of this idea of opening your mind, and you know that that sort, of meditation, and those sort of things. And it, 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 I think, you know, kind of started there, and then I think it's kind of morphed into. It seems like it's kind of morphed more into like just an exercise or part of exercise or stretching right. and those sort of things. But yeah, I mean, we've we've had people ask the same questions, you know, yeah. and. Um, I, I think for me, you know, just thinking about the history of it, you know, I, I think it's, I mean, if, you, if you're if you going to practice the yoga as it was originally intended, I don't think that, that it's wise for Christians to participate in it. Um, I mean, I think we see, if you think about some of the different aspects to yoga, meditation, you know, trying to <laughs> sort of calm yourself or whatever the case may be. I've never done it, so I, I'm probably <laughs> speaking a bit for I, ignorance. I mean, you know? The record. But you. I think it's... I mean, I think, we, we, I think there are certain aspects of it where probably people do it because of just helping them to probably not be so anxious or, you know, um, just calm down at times. Or, and they, they probably just do it regularly for exercise. But I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that, that, I mean, if I was to look at the history of it and how it plays into that, the idea of you know sort of opening your mind it's like well well that's the i think that's the key
0: to it is yeah. that if you're if you're actually talking about what yoga really yeah. is it's a hindu form of worship mm-hmm. and, and really their idea is that we um, they're they're pantheistic and their in their yeah. um, they're also polytheistic but the the idea of even that late, you know the little phrase namaste that they yes. say it's like mm-hmm. you're basically greeting the god within you uh, right. They believe god is everywhere and in everything even though they do have distinct gods mm-hmm. um, they, they it's really that idea of we need to become one with uh, basically, body, soul, right, man, and nature. So it's this mm-hmm. idea of the you know the whole universe, and and, and so if we're going to find real wholeness and self enlightenment mm-hmm. and self enrichment and and um, self freedom, self liberation, even this is how you do it. And it's yeah. this idea of breathing, meditation, opening your mind to this this world around you. And I mean, it's scary stuff when you start to really look right. at what it is. It's it's full on. It's like pagan religion kind of yeah. weirdness. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's what most Christians are think they're signing up for or right. maybe even are doing when yeah. they go to a class like this. So um, that, that would be the, the, the worry that I would have okay. is, you know, what are you actually doing and do you know what you're doing? Sure. Right. And if you're just talking about stretching and breathing while you're stretching and, you know, exercising, that's good sure. for yeah, you. Wrong, right. nothing <laughs> There's wrong nothing wrong with that. With yeah. that. That's, that's something, well, I mean, not that we would know, but, but <laughs> right. in theory it sounds like <laughs> a probably a good thing for you. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, once you start to introduce some of these things where um, – you know this, this breathing in positive energy, breathing out negativity, right. focusing on the third eye, the, these weird things yep, that, that are all part know, of it. If you're hearing that kind of stuff that are going on, um, you know, getting in touch with the divinity within mm-hmm. you and all of that, that, I would run for the hills. Yeah. To that point. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, I think we we talked about this a few weeks ago when when I was here last about this this idea of you know Christians thinking critically, you know, about what mm-hmm. they're what they're hearing, what they're reading, what they're seeing, you know, all of those things, and so. That, that's where I think, you know, where we think about meditating on God's Word. As we're doing that as a regular part of our life, then I think when those sort of things happen, we're like, okay, that's a red flag, I I probably need to, to step back away from that, you know? Because those things can come into play. I don't know that they do in most... Well,
0: I, I think that's a good point, is that the goal in, in, in yoga is wholeness, well-being, and um, to escape suffering. Yeah, Those are the big things. So where does the, where, what is the Christian... Mm-hmm. You know, what do we look <laughs> right. to for those things? Right. We right. look to Christ for those Yoga? <laughs> yeah. You know, no, we have we have a, so it's really, you're talking about very two different yeah. solutions to, to problems. And, and, you know, so yoga's been practiced for thousands of years with this goal right. in mind. Yeah, And it's really a- antithetical to Christianity mm-hmm. because we're, they're looking for an answer from within, from within yeah. the universe, yeah. that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, for Christianity, uh, very different yes. worldview, very different answer to these same things. Yeah.
2: So, so what would you say then? Oh, maybe a sub question that comes to mind. We Christians are pretty good at like doing kind of cheesy Christian knockoffs of things of the world.
1: <laughs> look <laughs> what, to Yahweh, not yoga.
2: Right. Right. What, what would you say to the the people that like try to Christianize yoga? Which I'm sure that that probably is out there. That's probably a thing. <laughs> it,
0: it is weird to think about when you when you really look at what the heart of yoga is and where it came from and mm-hmm. the goal of it and all that to even put it next to the word Christian. Yeah. It, you know it would be I don't know that I could think it's of other things true. that you just wouldn't put together that sure. are that are yeah. worldly things and I want the one that came to mind I'm not going to say because it's just too weird but, <laughs> but it's like there's just certain things that you just don't you don't introduce you know in the same concept and to me this is one of them
1: mm-hmm. I,
0: I just really don't understand the draw it's almost like you're taking something that is clearly you pagan. know opposite of you know pagan yeah and you're introducing it into it you know so again just if you want to do these things, call it something else. I, I just don't understand it. But there is something that's yeah, I see so the stretch and Breathe. You know, I, I just thought of one that I can't say. Like I remember, uh, you know, back in the in the eighties when when heavy metal was, you know, devil music and stuff, and they had yeah. like, Christian heavy metal came right. out. Stryker. I don't really have a problem with. But I mean, it was one of those things. It was like I remember somebody saying, "Well, that can't be a thing, <laughs> right?" And maybe it can in that regard. Yeah, but it's like Christian
1: yeah. rap. Yeah, well, Striper made it a thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> rap is evil, and then. You know, Good of, old Striper. Yeah. I never listened to Striper for the record. <laughs> I had a couple you of tapes. You missing out. No, I do I've heard enough. I had some cassette tapes. And just the spandex, the, the bubble bumblebee thing there no, going on. <laughs> no, can't
1: yeah. do it. I think it's just. I think it's thinking critically through those things and be cautious. I think it's just being cautious about what you're stepping into and and, and I I just think like you said, there's other alternatives to that. Yeah. I mean, there are other ways to do that. And I think you know even even as you're if you're gonna if you're looking at it for a form of exercise well, why not get some scriptures and you know there's lots of scriptures that are that are put to words or there's music behind it whatever I mean there's ways to do that if that's what you're looking for but yeah I just think to introduce some of that into your life sometimes can open a door you know well that that's the, scary of the
0: idea that you are really you know Opening yourself up. I mean, that's one yeah. of the reasons why I think drugs are also, and I'm not comparing yoga and drugs, but this idea that you're opening yourself up to this other world mm-hmm. intentionally, um, <clears throat> it's, it's just a little scary to me. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, you know, I would be interested to sit and talk to one of these people that actually does like an instructor in this, you know, Christian mm-hmm. yoga movement and kind of understand where they're coming from, what they're thinking. Yeah, right. um, if, You know, we might... Get, Find out that we're you know it's really not what we think it is. So I, I don't want to be completely close off to that. But at the end of the day, if you're pursuing God, you're pursuing holiness, you know, doing all things for His glory. Yeah. Then then you're you're probably going to be okay. Uh, but I really would prefer to just call it something else because it's confusing to me to yeah to, to put those to link in. those things sure. together seems yeah
2: yeah well I, you said I think there's a lot of people that probably engage in that kind of thing without really understanding what mm-hmm. they're engaging in right. yeah and, and are not doing it as a form of Hindu worship necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm honest, I, like I didn't really know a whole lot about yoga until you posed the question. Uh, I just have never taken the time to kind of look into it and see where it originated and or what it came mm-hmm. from. And I think that's probably true of a lot of people that, right. that engage in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, if I think just, they'd probably be surprised if they actually did some research on it. Yeah. Well, and even
0: start to look at some of the things you're doing um, mm-hmm. as you're, you know, taking part in yoga, and then realize, yeah. oh crap, I'm, you know, oh move on to cussing next. No, no, oh, darn. Wait, that's not I, don't I don't know. We'll find out. I might be minute. in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll find out in a minute. But, but yeah, I, I think they would realize, yeah, this maybe isn't something I should, I would just be very, be cautious with mm-hmm. it. Um, and again, at the, at, the, at the end of the day, if it's exercise and breathing and stretching that you're doing, and yeah. um, probably not that big a deal, but so, proceed Professor, with caution.
2: Pastor David is tuned in and he oh. says, You guys secretly practice yoga. Hee
0: hee. <laughs> we do not. So, for so the, the record, it's, it's a hard no. <laughs> I, I remember uh, this was probably. Ten years ago, my kids were all trying to see if they could take their foot and lift it up to their mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do that. Try this that? was ten years ago. No, no. And I tried it, and a bunch of stuff, and my knee ripped really loudly. <laughs> and I was maybe about halfway up. It wasn't even close. Oh no! So, yeah, I, I could probably benefit from doing Is, mm-hmm. is there a video of this? Somewhere? No, no. It hurt. <laughs> my knee was messed up for a week. So, I don't, yeah,
1: it probably would be helpful if I did some stretching occasionally. <laughs> Yeah. So what you're saying is if you do, do try to do yoga, you should be physically fit in some yeah. way. <laughs> Just, yeah, start slowly. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah. any, other,
0: any other things on that before we move on to the next one? I think we covered it. All right. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, and this is something I think we, we hear people uh, say a lot. It's become kind of a, a Christian mantra at times. Uh, Will God... Uh, ever give us more than we can handle. And so mm-hmm. there's this, this this idea out there that uh, many Christians will say, God will never give us more than they can handle. Um, yeah. What do you
1: think they mean by that, first of all? Let me ask mm-hmm. that, because I'm sure you guys have all heard I that. Don't, well. I don't think they know what they mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, I think they, they say that because, um, makes, I mean, at the end of the day, they're hoping that God's not going to give them more than, than they can handle. And I think a lot of times, you know, they refer to that passage in First Corinthians 10 where it, and where it says, you know, no, no right. temptation has overtaken you uh, that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Right. Um, I think that's exactly where it comes from. Yeah. yeah and that, that but at the end of the day, I think, I think he does give us more than we can handle so that we... Are relying upon Him and not on ourselves. Um, if
2: we could handle it, we wouldn't be Christ.
1: Right, yeah, and I, but I think you know we. It, I mean, I, I know even in my own life there are times when it's like, oh, if something happens, it's like, oh, well, I try to fix it, and then what if I can't fix it? Well, then you know, now it's God's turn to step in. You know, it's like, well, how about, how about from the beginning? You know, there there are those times when it's like, no, I, I don't. I mean, I I don't think that God gives us. I think he gives us more than we're able to handle, humanly speaking, um, but even the difficult things that we see people walk through, obviously he's not giving them more, I mean, they're able to handle it because he's giving them what they need. I mean, I think about that even like my folks who are, <coughs> my mom had a stroke and now they're walking through, you know, these life changing events and the idea that this is more at times than they can handle, but God has been faithful, you know, to, to help them walk through that, you know, so. I think I think he does give us more than we can handle so that we'll trust in him. Where do you think the mindset right.
0: comes from that that God won't you know, that, that he wouldn't do this? Like he wouldn't
1: Well
2: I think we think too highly of ourselves. <laughs> First and foremost, you know. Uh, well kind of an interesting thing. You know, another Speak for of, yourself. You know, beam I've seen on Facebook <laughs> is that God gives the hardest things to the toughest people or, or some idea like mm, that. I've right. seen that posted a lot of a like God gives you the hard things because he knows that you can handle them, you know, in a thing. And at the end of the day, that's really just a higher view of ourself than, you know, what is biblical. For, for me, I think yeah. there's a freedom in knowing that, that God can handle what I can't. And, and, and I don't have to handle the things that God handles. Like, there's, there's a freedom in mm-hmm. that, that, that if I'm overwhelmed or if something comes my way that I just know is too much, that, that, that he, he can handle it. Can and will handle it so I don't have to.
0: Yeah. I just think it's very interesting that this is something that people have grabbed onto, and I hear them say it like it's just a matter of fact, like, oh, mm-hmm. God will never give me more than I can handle. And I think, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And it really, I think it, it's kind of rooted in the idea of the prosperity gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we often sell the gospel, you know, kind of a bill of goods to people that sure. you know, if you come to Christ, um, all your problems are going to go away. Yeah. Uh, you won't get sick. You won't, you know, you'll have money. You'll have the things you need. And so, so you'll never have to go through hard things. Yeah. And, and there's this, this kind of, I think people believe that sometimes, okay. that that's what Christianity is. Yes. But yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, I want to just say, well, you know, how's that how's that working out for Right. Well, I
2: think there's also this belief that like, if a bad thing comes into your life, it's from the devil mm-hmm, or something right. that we perceive as a bad thing yeah. when, when, when maybe to your point. Or you've point, done something wrong. Yeah, or, or yeah. you've sinned somehow or mm-hmm. you know, whatever, God's not pleased with you. When, yeah. when maybe, in fact, that perceived bad thing is is God trying to get our attention right? mm-hmm. so, so that we would come to him and depend yeah. on him and rely upon him.
1: Yeah, my dad. My dad used to always say, "Sometimes God knocks us on our backside, so the only place we have to look us up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is grace, you know. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's it's actually His mercy that He would because those expose things. Yep. Yeah. And I think the other the other thing I think that the other passage I think people use Romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know that all things work mm-hmm. together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. But I think what only good, well, only good. And I think that's <laughs> probably what what we miss is like well, God is working for the good of that person and his glory, but he's, that doesn't mean that that situation or circumstance is going to work out good. doesn't mean that that's going to be great or good or no, any that of all that. all things
2: like, are good, that all yeah. things work for the good yeah. of the believer. And I think
1: right. they missed the the part. No, I think the, we want the, to hear those things like God, <laughs> yeah. God
0: came to give us yeah. a life of abundance. He right? Said, no, <laughs> he promised abundant life. That doesn't mean you yeah. know, that, that, you know, we're going to have life mm-hmm. in abundance, not, right. not abundance. You know, yeah. And I think that's the difference. I and mean, in Christ, we do have that. But, you know, it's, it's interesting because I was just thinking, you know, I, I, both you guys, um, I've seen in your own lives that God has given you, you know, has God ever given you guys more than you can handle? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, and yet, uh, there's, a, there's this aspect in, in which I've watched you guys both, um, you know, David and, you know, even myself get through those times. Yeah. How is that possible? Right. You know what I mean? Because that's, God handles it. Yeah. <laughs> handles you know, there is something did. like at the, the, the end of this whole idea, mm-hmm. there, there is something where God has actually taken care of these things and handled yeah. this and, and sustained us through these things. And yep. So that's a real thing I don't want to miss out on. Yeah, But but at the end of the day, He did give
1: you way more mm-hmm. than you could handle on your own. Right. Yeah. Well, I think even in that passage, I mean, I know the the word that's used there in here is temptation. I do think that it can also mean suffering or challenges. Well, I was going to say, what does that verse mean, then, if it you doesn't know, mean? Yeah, and I think I think the point Paul's trying to make, you know, is that he basically is, is trying to help us to understand that God knows what we can actually bear. Um, we think, oh, there's no way I could, right? You know, there's no way I could, and we in our minds we think, oh, here's a list of things that we think there's no way that we can handle it. I know God, God actually knows what we are able to, to handle, and he gives those things to us. And And I think that, you know, he... He, I mean, God's sovereignty, I think he either causes it or he allows it. Um, everything goes through his hand, sure. whatever it may be. Right. And so I think that that's, he knows exactly what it is that he desires for us to walk through, even the hard things, um, so that I think, one... That we will know God is faithful, and He's the only one that can faithfully walk us through this. Because there are going to be times when we're in the midst of it, and we're like, uh, we're tapping out. We've had enough. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, nope, I'm done. But then it's it then that I, I know people that come <laughs> out on the other side of really challenging things, and they're like, there's no way I could have made that. Right. Uh, there's no way I could have made that and walk through that without the Lord. Yeah. You know. And and even if He didn't choose. To heal that person, or he didn't. That circumstance didn't work out for a, in a, in a good way. Right. There, I still talk to them in the midst of that. It's like, no, God, God was still faithful. I mean, because right. really, those difficult things, I think they either draw us closer to God, or they, um, what's the word? They they, they actually cause us to walk away, right? Right, because we're right. like. I, I can't believe in a God that would do that. You know, and you watch people that have done it. We all probably know yeah. people that have done that.
2: Well, I think our perception of good and bad isn't always accurate, mm-hmm. right? We, we have yeah. an idea in a given circumstance that it needs to work out this certain way, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and if it doesn't, you know, sometimes yeah. it, like we get mad at God or we say God wasn't faithful or mm-hmm. God didn't do anything uh, or whatever. And, and oftentimes, the good that God is looking to work in our lives. Um, you know, is not necessarily the same outcome that yeah. we are looking for in a particular circumstance, and right. so there's this matter of, of faith that comes into play. That mm-hmm. okay, like I you know, pray for this person to get healed, they didn't get healed. Well, like is God still faithful? Right. Is He still sovereign. Did he did, did he not drop the ball? Mm-hmm. Is there still some good that has come out of this? Yeah. And, and that promise in Romans eight twenty eight, like that, that's for the Christian. That that doesn't apply to the non Christian. It doesn't mm-hmm. apply to the person who doesn't believe. Yeah. Like that's a promise that's exclusive to the believer. Mm-hmm. That if you belong to Christ everything works for your good. Right. Even those circumstances where you think, well, that was a a bad outcome or Mm -hmm. not the outcome I was hoping for. Yeah. It's true that God is still at work for your good.
1: Right. Yeah, because I think in the midst of those things, there's a revelation of, like, things that come out that (laughs) you're like, okay, there's more work to be done. God's still got more work to do in me to become more Christ-like. Because those things that are coming out, you're like, okay. I, I think that's part of the you know, to use the big word, sanctification process, yeah. I think that's part of God helping us to become more like Christ. That's know? and, and
0: knowing that He's got a purpose in these
1: things that, that yeah. He's
0: allowing into our lives, it, you know, it makes all the difference in the mm-hmm. world. He is truly, you know, conforming us into the image right. of His Son. And, and some of us are going to take, you know, more work than others, and some yeah. of us are going to have to, you know, we're, it's not going to look the same. What you go through, what you go through, and what I go through yeah. is going to be different, because obviously I have less to go through. Uh, right. That was a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I even think of like the Apostle Paul, who we would all just probably, you know, he's like a hero. You know, the, yeah. if only I could be like Paul. But look at what Paul went through,
1: right? And
0: and and his perspective on all of this. Yep. And so Paul definitely had more than he could handle. Yeah. Right. No question. And yet I love what he says in Second Corinthians four: uh, "We are afflicted in every way, but mm-hmm. not crushed; perplexed, but not driven to despair; persecuted, but not forsaken; struck down, but not destroyed." I mean, he goes through this thing, and, and mm-hmm. you get this yeah. idea of God's faithfulness and yeah. purpose in all of this. Paul went through some horrific things that we yeah. can't even imagine. Um, and then and then he goes on to say, um, sorry, it's at the top of the page now, and I'm not there. Um, I'm almost there. So we do not lose heart, though our outward self is wasting away. Our inward self is being renewed day by day. And then he says, Amen. which I just think is crazy, for this light momentary affliction and right. Thinking about yeah. what Paul went through. Right. I'm thinking, if <laughs> and that's, if light. that's light and momentary, what, is, what do I call what I go through? Yeah. Right. Because holy cow. Yeah. Didn't seem light, but it, it, you know, it, this idea is that um, the weight of glory that, that's coming. Yeah. When you compare those two things, it's nothing. So knowing what yeah. God has in store for us, knowing what we're going to become eventually, mm-hmm. um, it's all—it's all got a purpose, and it's all yeah. moving yeah. to a direction. He started a good work in us; he's faithful to complete it, mm-hmm. and, and so. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be hard at times. But I
2: think part part of that purpose too, it's something important to point out is, is not only, you know, whether God causes or allows, you know, things to happen that we would not want to happen in our life, that there's a sense in which that if we belong to him and these perceived bad things happen in our life, like we need those things in yeah. order for God to accomplish his purpose in us. Yeah. So so not only is like like you can say it's purposeful that okay, like there's some light at the end of the tunnel, but like there's purpose in this thing that you might think is bad or mm-hmm. wrong or shouldn't be. You know, like, God, like God is working in you through that. Yeah. And you need that to happen in order for God to accomplish His mm-hmm. purpose in your yeah. life. And so we can be, in a weird sort of a way, or yeah. seems weird, like we can be thankful for the most difficult things in life mm-hmm. if we belong to Christ because He's, like His plan is unfolding. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, Paul, I mean, as weird as it is to say, he he seemed, I mean, I don't think he was sadistic, but he seemed to find <laughs> joy in the pain because he felt like this is just a, a, a taste of what Christ suffered on my behalf. Sure. Yeah. You know, and so I, and in, in a small way, I'm identifying yeah. with that. I find a joy in being able to suffer for the cause of Christ. Well, like and I think, think we just can, want to get through it. i like just so it it get privilege. through it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Knowing what he deserved.
0: Um, you know, when he talks about being the chief of all sinners, how he yeah. persecuted the church, and then that he had, that the Christ came to him, and he had, you know, he got Christ, mm-hmm. you know, that that was everything to him. Yeah. Um, and I think that, we, you know, when we have that perspective, too, we can get through anything because we have Jesus, and he right. can't be taken away from us. And right, so, yeah. So we have the ultimate prize, if you mm-hmm. want, you know, and... Right. Um, I will say also that First Corinthians ten passage that we that we referenced, where people get this idea from, I think that has a lot more to do sometimes with with temptation to sin mm-hmm. and and that kind of stuff, testing in that regard. Than yeah, it does sure. Maybe, I think trials can be included in that for sure. Yeah. But, but when he talks about, how he's going to give us a way of escape that we'll be able to get out of this circumstance. Yeah. I think God's never going to put us in a spot where we're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to where He's going to cause us. Well, yeah. Oil, he's going about, to cause
2: yeah. Us Even oil. in temptation, yeah, that's about, that's there's the always thing. a way <coughs> yeah. out. You, yeah. you can always yeah. say no to sin.
1: Yeah, and I think in the context of the passage, it, it is referring more to temptation. Yeah, you know, because
0: yeah. he's speaking about idolatry and. Yep. Which again, and that's that's also a huge comfort. So it, you know, it's not like that verse. You know, well, it doesn't mean what I wanted it to. So it's a throwaway. Right. You know, it's a really yeah. good verse yeah. to focus on because it means that I don't. I have a way out. I don't have to give yeah. into this stuff anymore. Right. right. And again, that's you know, yeah. and that puts the
2: onus of race. your sin squarely on you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say God made me do it, you can't right. say the devil made me do it. That woman he Pray. gave me. Right, you can't right. say anyone else made you do it. <laughs> I like that one,
1: that's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, was it, was it um, I mean there's a song Shane and Shane sing, you know, Though He Slay Me Yet Will I Trust Him. I think it was from Joe. Yeah, I was going to say Joe sang it first. Joe's like, hey. You know. <laughs> but in there, you know, John Piper has a little clip where he's talking about the purpose and the pain. That there's a reason yep. yeah. that God is... Bringing that into our life, there's a purpose in it. It's not purposeless, never. Right. You know, well, and I love the,
0: the the parable, um, not the parable, the story of the the blind, um, the blind man, and the you mm-hmm. know the disciples basically come to, they're walking past him, and and they say, you know, hey Jesus, who sinned, yeah this guy yeah. here, or is or his parents? Yeah. That, he was, that he was born this way, because that's their thinking if he's going through something hard, yeah, he, did, You know, he <laughs> deserved it, or his parents did something <laughs> right. to deserve it. And it's like thank God that he's not that way with us. Right. Mm-hmm. But but Jesus's answer is quite surprising. And he says it wasn't him or his parents. It was so that the glory of God might be manifest yep. in this guy's life. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, to think that God will manifest his glory in us through what we go through, mm-hmm. as, as, as not, not for our glory but for his, as, as proof that he's really in us and that yeah. he is really alive and that he's really sustaining people. Because that's the idea of even uh, when it, that verse that talks about how people are going to come and ask, you know, what's what's the reason for the hope that you have? Mm-hmm. It's in the midst of suffering that yeah. they're asking that. It's not like they see you, you know, just whistling you know, right. and walking down the road. Yeah. And, that was a weird way to say it. <laughs> you know, whistling you know, yeah, and whistling Dixie at the same time. Um, you know, when things are going well, they're going to say, "Hey, what's the reason for the hope?" Here? Mm-hmm. It's when it's when there's no reason for hope, right. and yet right. you have it. That they're going to say, "What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. And again, it's going to be for the glory of God. Yeah.
2: So suffering but, for a cause is the most compelling story that there is. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, you think of you know your favorite. You know, movies and TV shows like our favorite movies are people that suffer for a cause. You know, whether it's they you know, suffer for a woman or suffer for you know whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever their cause is. Like that, that's a compelling story, and, and that's rooted in in Christ and what He did. He suffered, yeah. um, you know, for the greatest cause, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and God has just built things to be that way, right?
1: Well, I think too. It, I think it's it's there needs to be an encouragement for people that are walking through difficult things because of their own sin. They've, they've got themselves there from their own choices or whatever, to still know that God is in the business of redemption. He's, yeah. he, he's in the business of using those things for His glory and they were good in the midst of that. You know? And I think that's an encouragement to people because sometimes it's easy just to say there, well, it's my fault, you know, I got myself here, did this, yeah. I did that. It's like, well yeah, but God is still you know, able to use that to bring glory to Himself, right. even though you're the one that, that got yourself there. Well, you know,
0: Ephesians talked about how the idea that we'll be trophies of His grace. You know, this yeah. this, this idea yeah. that as is, is, uh, eternity happens, I always kind of picture these people that have known me all my life that you know whether they're Christians or not, they see me standing there next to Jesus, and it's like, well, <laughs> that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I know, like grace. Yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. I got. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. That was easy. I think what Spurgeon oh. said <laughs> it,
2: it is in reference to Romans eight twenty eight, but he says that if um, uh, any other circumstance other than the one you're in were better for you divine love would have you there mm. meaning that like God oversees you know our lives yeah. of, of those that belong to him and if there were any better place for us to be than where we're at now mm-hmm. God would make sure that happened yeah and, and so if that's true we can look at you know, even the worst of circumstances in our life and trust that that you know God, God has overseeing this <laughs> mm-hmm. and God has not abandoned me in this yeah. and, and you know whether it's the outcome I want or not um, you know, that we have faith that God mm-hmm. is our work in it. And it hasn't yeah. gotten past the, you. Know, he's not scratching his head on his throat thinking, huh, how, how did this happen? Right. right. You know, where did this come from? Huh, you know, Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I right. praise God that he does give us more than we can handle because it right. drives us to him. Yeah. Right. And that's at the end of the day where we all need to be. So, right. so I'm grateful yeah. that he's done that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, cussing. We're going to talk about cussing. I want—I've got a problem with you people, and I want—I want to address this. No, this is something I've just noticed. Festivus yeah, huh? is there, We're right? a problem with you people. Um, is there a poll somewhere? That we, no, that's, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but it's, it just seems like there's been um, kind of an, an uptick in in cussing. I've noticed it more in television shows. I've noticed it more in, in even among Christians. I've noticed it more among females, which might sound weird, but I remember, you know, when I was growing up, you just didn't hear girls cuss a lot, yeah. um, and now you do. And it, like I noticed this, that there was a TV show somebody recommended to me, and I'm not even going to mention it because I, I had to quit watching it. It was it was ridiculous how many hmm. f words were in it, and it wasn't just, you know, it was like some cowboys and some other people. In yeah, it. it wasn't just the guys, you know, the workers that you kind of yep. kind of expected a little bit. It was every woman that came over. It was every person hmm. in the show to the point of like. What is this? It was right. just felt like lazy writing to me at the end of the day, but it was so distracting. And I can, you know, I can hear a swear word. It doesn't. You know, I'm not a, you know, too dainty to hear a cuss word. But it was, it was frustrating, you know, to the point where I couldn't listen to it. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed that or not. Even, even pastors, it's become kind of, um, kind of cool over the, you know, in the last sure. couple, mm-hmm. you know, decade or so for pastors to say controversial words. What do you guys attribute it to? Is it Is it just me getting old?
2: (laughs) That might be part of it. (laughs) I remember years ago, and I'm talking, like when I was in high school, um, there was a well-known, maybe I don't know if I should say his name, but a well-known pastor that came to our town. um, And he was preaching a sermon and drops an F-bomb in the middle of the sermon. Um, and his whole big thing was like, you're more concerned with the word that I just said than about you know, the souls of people that, that are mm-hmm. saved. Like he was trying to drive home a point. Yeah. Uh, but it was a kind of like the shock jock you know, kind of factor mm-hmm. uh, in it. That At the end of the day, I think it just kind of fell flat. Uh, and this guy was kind of known you know, for doing that. But, but I think there's this you know, kind of shock jock factor yeah. that, that this will get people's attention if we're a little bit edgy. Uh, Mm -hmm. It might even draw people in that that wouldn't come into church if if we have this edge about us.
0: Yeah. I think it can be, I've seen it used that way as like a kind of a ploy to be relatable or cool in some way. Um, Even the idea of shock. I mean, there's times when a well-placed word at the right time Mm -hmm. uh, can almost be, you know, it can almost shock you into doing something. I remember John Piper, he used the word crap, which I earlier said. That was like, you know, when I said it, I remember (laughs) that. But I remember, I mean, Piper just doesn't say those words. Yeah. And he was talking about the prosperity gospel. And he goes, a bunch of crap called gospel. And I just remember, I mean, it, it woke me up to yeah. what he said because he's like, oh, he's not playing right now. And now, right. again, that's not a real offensive word, but sure. it, it worked. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Paul even, there were times when Paul would use a word like, you know, when he talked about how I counted as as dung. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that word, we would not use the word dung right. probably today. But he's like, when I look at my life and what it was before, all that stuff's just a pile of this yeah. compared to knowing mm-hmm. Christ. I mean he was trying to say something that was going to get their attention
1: and it yeah. did. But
0: yeah.
1: I think I, I'm try- I was just trying to see if I could figure out where it was at but that pat there's a there's a passage in the in the epistles that talks about, you know, not letting any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is, you know, basically essentially building up the body of Christ. It's in Ephesians 4. You know, and I think it, I think there is an essence where that is is part of it as well. It's like, um, I mean, it, from my perspective personally, I I just I don't know that I, I don't feel like swearing is an intelligent language. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you think about I don't. I'm not impressed by someone that is just you know sure. throwing out f bombs or whatever. You know, I'm, I think, I'm thinking ah, that there's probably more intelligent language that we can use. But I do think there are times when um, like you said, a timely word spoken to say, "I'm, I'm, re- I'm I actually, am trying to get your attention right now." Uh, I don't think it should be a regular. Um, no. I don't think it should be a regular um, occurrence for Christians. And I think about the fact, you know, that it talks about out of, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's like so, and I even think about that in my own life. Like, okay, in those times when I get angry about something or whatever it may be what first comes to my mind you know yeah. and it's like and that that for me is an indication of what's in my heart you know so i have to well, sit back and I think mean, you, know, have to, you have to say wait a second okay <clears throat> if you're if you're
0: using any kind of angry swear words or something like that mm-hmm. well that's that's something that's in your heart if you're being vulgar that's something that's in your heart if you're I mean, yeah. at some point you have to trace that back to where it's coming right. from if you're just immature and you don't think you right know, or you don't care about other people and what they think all that comes back to a heart yeah. issue that you need to kind of think about.
1: Mm-hmm. I, that's yeah. good. And a yeah, lot of people can control that. I mean, I it used to be where I was, you know, you, you when you're around people, and it used to be when guys would be sitting around cussing, uh, you know, women or children would walk in, then they would stop. It's not you that know. way anymore. And now yeah. it's, the, it's the women, too, which, again, I don't <laughs> know if this is the thing where because we've tried to erase
0: gender and say there's no difference yeah. between men and women. But I remember very distinctly, like, girls generally, I mean, there were girls that cuss, but, I mean, generally they would, Want to be ladylike? That yeah. was a, that was something yeah. to be admired if, if somebody was ladylike. Mm-hmm. Um, guys have always kind of been pigs. <laughs> they shouldn't get a pass. They shouldn't get a pass. You know, I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But you kind of always expected. it. When sure. the guys got along, mm-hmm. you would hear the locker room talk. Or yeah. The, you know, some of that stuff would come out. Not okay. But it wasn't that way with. And now I see it with both. And yeah. even young kids. You know, I, there's well, kids that want to be. idea is,
2: is misogynistic now to say that you know, like to have something that's ladylike. Right. right? That's a misogynistic right. you know, kind of a thought. Yeah. In today's culture.
0: That, that verse that you were talking about is Ephesians 4.29. I'll okay. just read it because I've got it up. But let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, yep. but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. I really like that last part too, that, that you know our words should should be grace-giving. You know, yeah. they, should, they, should, they should remind people of that. Mm-hmm. And Ephesians 5.4 says, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Yeah. And I, I like that idea that this is out of place. This is something that, um, you know, yeah, just could, could be weird for a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, again, we're talking about Christians here, I think, um, primarily. Yeah. Although, um, so, so let me ask you, like, if you were confronted, you know, you're around a non-Christian. One of the funny things here at the door, and I'm not saying there's non-Christians, but there are, is that we've created, I think, an atmosphere that's very honest and, and um, almost, I don't know what the right word is, but... People feel like they can be themselves here; they're, they're comfortable, <laughs> uh, which is good and bad, <laughs> right? So we've noticed either people just don't respect us as pastors, or they're so comfortable with us. It's one of the two, <laughs> right? It could, could be, could be a little bit of both. Um, but they just there's time. I've heard a lot of interesting, colorful words here mm-hmm. from people over the years. Yeah, uh, that just feel very free to say mm-hmm. that. Whereas yeah. I, I think in church, you know, cultures that I've been a part of in the past, you would never, you would always you would pretend to be something completely different, right. in front of the you know the yeah. leadership of that church. Yeah. would never let that out, and here it kind of comes out. So we hear that kind of stuff a lot. Um, but the question I was going to ask is, what do we do when we're confronted with a cuss word? You know, what's our what should our reaction be as Christians?
2: Yeah, and it could be different that's whether a it's a question, Christian yeah. or a non-Christian. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where my mind immediately yeah. went is you know where where it's coming from. You know, we don't want to put a. An expectation on non Christians that, that isn't fair mm-hmm. to them, or you know, legalistic, you know, coming from us, like you can't say that or you can't do that. <gasps> I never You know, like I have some people in my life who who aren't believers, and you know, like they're you know they'll, they'll drop words around me that I would never use, and mm-hmm. and even at times they like they'll say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that," which I appreciate. Like I don't right. necessarily need the yeah. apology, but I appreciate that they're you know, thoughtful. Uh, you know of that and I think that's part of you know just trying to be gracious for you know where people are at but you know if you have someone that that professes Christ professes Mm -hmm. to be a follower of Christ I think we have an obligation as as brothers and sisters to that person um, you know that that if there is you know what we just read you unwholesome or filthy talk coming out of their mouth to to bring it up Mm -hmm. and to do so in a way that's not you know pointing the finger at them like you know you fail and you're wrong right but, but in a way that that is up building like calling them out in a way that, that is for building up, and calling people out in a way that's gracious and loving, mm-hmm. um, you know, pointing out you know sinful things, not sweeping sin under the carpet, but right. I mean, rather than pointing the finger that we're trying to build build people up, um, you know, when we confront them on mm-hmm. those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wonder sometimes too. You know, like like even within the unbelieving world, I don't think we you know we don't have the same expectations because they don't have Christ in them, right. so there's not the same expectations. At the same time, I also wonder: Is there, um, like, if I'm around people, you know, and they're they just, you know, swearing, you know, and kid, my kids are around, or wife is around, or something, you know, is it is it appropriate at the time to say, hey, you know, could we, right.
0: you know, the way you go about kids that. Are around? I
1: mean, and, and how you yeah, how you go about that? I you know, sometimes I just throw a joke out there, you know, about hey, kids around, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. and try to kind of you know, kind of make a point by what I'm... But I think to say... Um, to call them to to live the same as Christ has called us to live as Christians, I think that... I, I think we have to trust the Holy Spirit to do that, you know? And and it's not that we, you know, like Paul did, all things to all men, so we just join in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's... But I think there is a sense where you... I don't know. Some of it, I think, is very trying to help them to... To think and live differently as well because at the end of the day it just don't it's just not in my mind it's just it's 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 not helping people to respect you you know but that that's yeah. that's my own personal thinking on it but I think there are times when it, it might be appropriate even in the unbelieving world to say,
0: I think if you have a relationship,
1: yeah, you know, that's, with that person, that's
0: a lot different, yeah. isn't it? And you can go to them and say, hey, I, you know, you probably don't realize this, but a, a lot of that, you know, is pretty harsh and offensive mm-hmm. or something like that, and, and almost kind of. Hurts when I hear it. Um, I've, I've known Christians that have done that, had those conversations, and it's gone over pretty well. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. And and then they're kind of pricked a little bit because they're thinking, oh, maybe I should, you know, rethink mm-hmm. the way I'm talking. But but I think if we blast them in a judgmental way, yep. um, right. you know, there's a table of guys talking, you you know, you yell at them. You know, it's like, what well, you're <laughs> right. to probably, you well, can't use a swear word, but you're probably, you know, the, the hate and the anger that just came yeah. in might be worse than what they're doing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to be mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think
2: I think there's you bring up a good point. There's a sense in which we need to be mindful of our, our witness, both mm-hmm. in how we yep. conduct ourselves as Christians and the language that we use, but also in how, you know, we confront other people and, yeah. and call things out. Like our witness matters about, you know, who Christ is.
1: And I think, you know, like I'm thinking about a couple of recent situations where I am I am was in a, a place where swearing not just in the the people around but also in the music and all that was being played you know it's my son and I there and thinking thinking through like how how ought I how should I respond in this situation you know not knowing anybody in the room but just a little bit and being able just to just kinda I mean I think I had I was wrestling with what to do at the end of the day I didn't I didn't tell them to to stop or to turn it off or whatever but I think even in that it helps me to recognize that okay, this isn't just normal around me. Like I'm, you know, what I, mean? I don't know if I'm trying to make sense right. of that, but but you know, sometimes we can be around things so much that it just comes out. Well, I think right? you, we don't you, even you will get desensitized it. to it. And I think that's what's <coughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. I
0: think that's the reason there's a, an uptick is that it's become so commonplace and so normal that most people don't think there's anything wrong with it. And and, and there's also this cultural aspect of it that yeah. I, you know, we have to recognize that. You know, that's why I'm saying it's just me being old. Uh, there are words that, when I was young, were bad words, right. and they're just not anymore. Yeah. So, like, I remember, I mean, I'll just say it, but pissed off was something yeah. that you could never say back right. then. Yeah. And now, right. now it's almost like you can actually it's say like that. part like, of everyday right. language. Yeah, it's not a big deal right. to say that. Well, so what happened? And, and, I, and another great example is, you know, try to say thong around a young person. <laughs> you know, they will they will stop you in your tracks or right. hooked up. We used to say, hey, we should hook up sometime. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, <gasps> and I'm like, right. what do you talk about? So it's an opposite <laughs> thing where those now have become bad you know, really yeah. bad things, and they weren't when I was. So yeah. some of that's just culture and language, mm-hmm. and we have to make room for some of that. Right. Um, but but there's also, like, at the end of the day for a Christian, mm-hmm. knowing that God has called us to a different standard, that we're yeah. supposed to be salt and light, that our speech right. is supposed to be full of grace, that it's supposed to build up the hearer. Mm. Um, you know, we need to have kind of that, that heart mindset yeah. towards right. th- this goes to our witness and what we say about Christ. Right. So when I see Christians really just taking part in it openly, mm-hmm. um I don't know that they've really thought it through or that they understand it, but it is
1: it is kind of maybe me just being old, but it, it, it does grieve me. Yeah. And, um, well and I think that's that's part of it too, right? Is I think I think part of that is, you know, there there is a separation that we have there there has to be a separation from from as Christians from the world in the sense that we're not just we don't just look like the world, you know. And so right. I mean I, I know that in times, you know, when I've been around unbelievers and After a time in relationship, there's a sense of like, hey, you don't seem to talk like the rest of us do. What's what's that about? Right. You know, and then there's opportunity. I think that's part of that, you know, giving, you know, sharing the hope that we have, you know, because I think that what Paul is saying there or Peter is saying there, too, is that there's an aspect in the way that we live our life. People begin to ask questions about why we do what we do, why we live the way we do. You know, but if we just look like the world does and we're just engaging in it all the time as well, it's like, well,
0: there's not really
1: any separation that way. Well, there's there's right. there's that piece of knowing that, um, one, sanctification is
0: real. So when I became mm-hmm. a Christian, I couldn't form a sentence without it, four or five good swear words in it. That's mm-hmm. just who I was. And, and, and that took a while for that to change. And yep. people were gracious with me. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was cleaning up my language. So when I said certain words, it's like, well, that's way better than I used mm-hmm. to be. So I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so there, you know, we're in process. Yeah. Graceful, But there's also this idea that we, we shouldn't be one person here, another person here. Yeah. And, you know, so right. if it's not okay for you to say these things in front of your kids or in front of a lady or a church or, you know, right? Th- there needs to be some kind of consistency. And, and mm-hmm. I know that there's, you know, obviously there's times when if it's just, you know, you and a friend and you're talking by, you know, around the fire pit, something might come out that wouldn't yeah. come out. But generally speaking, shouldn't we try to be the same person mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. wherever we are? Yeah.
0: Because uh, otherwise it's kind of, I don't know. Seems like hypocrisy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I think this idea of you know that our standard. speech, you know, should be you know upbuilding and gracious, like that. That's a heavier lift than you think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. You know, and and it, like I just see, you know, like social media just exemplifies. You know, that, mm-hmm. that so many people I know, you know, who are professing Christians. Uh, their speech is not uplifting. It's not upbuilding. You know, it's for tearing down. Yeah. I think of one particular, it was where I had a, had a friend a couple of years back who, um, you know, getting in a political conversation, you know, called a politician an a-hole because he called people names all the time. And it's like, you just did the thing that you're <laughs> complaining about. But in his mind, like, he was justified in doing yeah. that because this other guy was so wrong, you know, in, in mm-hmm. what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't upbuilding, you know, in any way. You know, at all, and I think like an interesting thing, you know, for people to be challenged with is like to think about it on on a daily basis. Like, how can I build people up with my speech? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's something that you know, for me, kind of since that that moment, like that was you know, with my friend, that moment for me was a convicting moment that like I need to be up building in my speech. Yeah. And, and I'm not always I, I fail right. at it, you know, miserably at times. Yeah. And sometimes I rail on people, and I'll catch myself in the middle of it thinking, you know, what am I doing? What am I saying? But but it's for me a constant thing on mm-hmm. my mind of like, how can I build people up today? Or even in the middle of a hard moment, like how can I build this person up who's, you know, arguing with me or whatever. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's a challenge that as Christians that we ought to always consider how can we, you know, up build yeah. and point people to Christ in our speech.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great goal to have. And I think it eliminates a lot of the bad language mm-hmm. that would come out of us. Not just the, you know, swear words, but but just mean, mean kind of right. speech that, that yeah. I see so commonly now. I don't know what it is about social media that makes us feel like we're... Anonymous, or we can say whatever we want, but it's pretty, pretty discouraging sometimes. Yeah, to see yeah. That. Right. Like you wouldn't say that to their face if they no. were sitting in front of you. You wouldn't say that. Yeah. No. But I think
1: there's a site. I think you know James talks a lot about the tongue, and just it talk, he uses the, Out of the same mouth. Yep. Yeah. It's like yep. man. He's like this is go. This is crazy, and he's just trying to help us understand that there is a there is a way for us to control it, and I think that's God's spirit in us that's helping us to control it. And be mindful of it so that right. we are encouraging people, we are building them up, we are, you know, in, in the words that we're using, you know. And I think that's true, like you said at the beginning, that, that word <clears throat> timely spoken, you know, sometimes it can arrest someone like, Yeah, oh, I I don't I really thought about that. Right. You know, and but I think there, there's time and place for those things. But I well, think that's it, just like, eh, It's just part of how I talk. You know? I know there's <laughs> a, there's an aspect as Christians sometimes
0: where our language can be so weird that, that we, we're just alienating ourselves right. from yeah. people because we're so out of touch. We use words like, you know, Christianese. You know hedges yeah. hedges of protection and stuff that people are going, what, what's <laughs> wrong world? with these people? And so there's times when you want to be relatable mm-hmm. and say things that are relatable. So, you know, not like we're going to go out and talk, but that was lit, you know, right? Because right. like, <laughs> now we're old and we can't yeah, use those shit So we don't <laughs> want to go and start doing weird stuff like that. But I might use a
2: cuss word before hedge of protection, though. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. just, you know, I understand that we, we
0: don't want to be so like you can almost come across as so prude that you know right. when you hear a word you're going oh I you know I've never I, you know kind of like yeah that's we're watching TV shows that are probably you know we're sitting there you know enjoying these right and not freaking yeah. out well let's be yeah you know honest about this but
1: but when we, don't time, we elevate certain swear words above others yeah like well, well you could say what, you what's know like queen you could words? Right? That's, their, subjective. Ralphie. <laughs> right. that's subjective though too but yeah
0: i mean there's, there's some, some are mother just, of all cuss words. words. there's some that are pretty clear that we should not yeah. be saying right
2: but, yeah what, what about using substitutes for cuss words because right like you know like can you say fudge like
1: crap and darn it and yeah you know or that's so, a whole that's a whole. that
2: video like shoe christians say from that video <laughs> I do. my mother-in-law one time
0: confronted me because i was saying i think i said um heck um, and she said it was she called it a minced oat those are minced oats. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but it's like, compared to the, what I would have said right. before, <laughs> yeah, you, you should be really happy right now. Yeah. But growing up in their house, the F word was fart. Um, that yeah. was, ah. they didn't even get close to the other one. That was one of the worst words. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a bad words. word when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. For us, the, our kids couldn't say but. And um, and then you'd have somebody say, "Hey, I was going to go to the store, but," and they'd be like, uh, uh, you know, they would, you <laughs> would freak out and be like pointing at that person. It's like, no, that's a different. So they're like, "Oh, there's two standards." That yes, is, that's um, funny. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of this is subjective. Yeah. But I think there, there for the Christian, there needs to be that that common kind of goal mm-hmm. that our words are meant to to build up. There, there's right. power in our words, and, and and the way we use them yeah. are either going to cause people to be built up or mm-hmm. maybe to stumble they might cause a non-christian to um you know to be intrigued about god or they might yeah you know they might say right. wow what a shameful thing mm-hmm. yeah you know so I, I just think we need to think about words yeah, matter sure yeah, the the reality the day, is a,
2: like in our circles like around this table or our circles like it, it's not hard for me to say you know things to you guys that are upbuilding and uplifting mm-hmm. right. where, where the rubber tends to meet the road is the, the people that i disagree with that might have a different worldview mm-hmm. than I do, or the people on the other side of the political aisle that I am. Yeah. You know, those those kinds of like it, it, that's when it becomes really difficult to, mm-hmm. to say things that are upbuilding and uplifting and gracious yeah. to people who think completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's where the real challenge lies. Yeah, and that's where our witness you know matters probably the most. Mm-hmm. It's First. in our
1: it's in anger. I mean, I think anger for me at least that's when that's when I think you can tell is like. Are you are you get Christ-like in this right. or not? You know, it's like, because he you know, said be angry, but don't sin, you know? And I, th- I think that's true for a lot of people is that that's when some of those things tend to come out is, okay, that tells me something that, either I'm really angry or there's other things that are going on that I'm not, you know, I like that uh, yeah. Titus
0: 2 says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about mm-hmm. us." That's pretty, yeah. Yeah. That pretty much eliminates most of the stuff we're talking about. Right. It does. And it would almost be frustrating to them because they want to say something evil about you, mm-hmm. but they, they they can't because, yeah. because our, our, you know, and again, in Second Corinthians 8, Paul says, "...for we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man." Yeah. And so that really should be, you know, the code of conduct that yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Uh, You know, because it is really a loving thing to do, and it's going to enhance our witness and and Mm -hmm. speak truth about Christ in a way that should be, you know, done. So, all right. Well, we cover. Stop your potty mouth. Yeah, I think so. I, I had a, hopefully I had, David's listening. I he's, had a backup you know, question is. about. I know, I know that's really up. that's who it was for. I was waiting till he wasn't on here so we could find. Yeah, it's Wade. crazy. That. He's, he's listening. We've him. been he's meeting to talk
2: to him about his cousin and yeah. his yoga for a while now. Yeah, so <laughs> we both. Uh, and hopefully, we didn't get more than he can handle. Right? Yes, you know, yeah. we,
0: didn't, we didn't crush him. At and all he's all not wearing his yoga pants today. At my backup question was: Should we sing about God's reckless love? But we'll oh. save that for another time. Just you know, because um, I think we're we're probably there. Yeah, we are.
1: That's a good question, though.
0: Yeah, it is
1: all right one of you guys want to pray us out yeah i'll pray yeah. lord thanks for this day thank you for the privilege that you've given us uh, as believers just to uh, talk about some of these challenging things in our churches and our world and lord things that we sometimes don't necessarily think too much about and and lord we just pray at the end of the day you'd help us to be christ-like in in all that we all that we think and all that we speak and uh, how we act in our lives lord that we Uh, would be a testimony for you and the gospel and uh, thank you for the ways that you continually uh, encourage us and challenge us and convict us um, to make us more like you and we're grateful for that and we pray that you continue to just be a work in our lives and work in our churches Uh, and uh, Lord the believers that live in this area that we would be a light in in the darkness um, to this community Uh, that Christ uh, uh, the gospel will go forward and that we would see people respond in faith to you and Uh, Lord, um, just thank you for the privilege that you've given us to be believers. Uh, Thank you for the privilege it is for us to be children of God, and we're grateful for that. We just uh, pray that you would help us to live as you've called us to live. Uh, Thanks for your goodness and your grace and your mercy that you've shown us through Christ. Uh, For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. See you next time.